I want to talk about healing because healing is a, a covenant of God and he made a definite and specific healing of uh, covenant in the Old Testament scriptures and you'll find that in Exodus 15:26 and there are four divisions on this covenant of healing first if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. Second, and will do that which is right in his sight. Third, will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. And fourth, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals thee. When we come to the Lord Jesus, we enter into that self-same covenant of healing with God. But again, it is sometimes dependent upon our keeping covenant with him in the particular way in which he has spoken. This covenant doesn't simply mean that when we're sick and dying, the Lord will come and heal us. That's a small portion of the covenant of healing. The covenant has three great principles involved. The first is divine healing. The second is bigger, uh, is divine health. And the third one is divine life. And divine life is greater than health. Divine life is the union of the soul with God, by which we become a partaker of his life. So our whole journey is one of getting to that union. I want you, as you listen to this, to explore this for yourself because what I'm going to be speaking about are causes and reasons why sometimes Christians are sick and why sometimes they are not healed. This whole healing issue is complex. These things that I have mined from the scriptures myself need your own light upon them. So you need to investigate for yourself and take time with this message. There's going to be a lot of scriptures, so you're going to have to need to have your Bible right by you. We're going to be going around the Old Testament and the New Testament, and I'm going to be linking the two together. And the first scripture I want you to look at is Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my, so o my soul, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Please note the sequence. He first forgives your sin and then he heals you. This is the premise upon which this message is coming to you. Unconfessed sin is unforgiven sin. Sin which is unconfessed opens the door to sickness. I want now to go over and link this with the New Testament scripture. 1 John 1 verse 9 If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. I want to look now at 1 Corinthians 11, 27-30, perhaps quite a misunderstood portion of scripture. 
1 Corinthians 11, uh, 27 to 30. But I'm just going to start on verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For when you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Verse 27 is the verse I want. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Christ. A man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognising the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment. When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined, so that we will not be condemned with the world. Unpicking this, Paul is saying that if you take the communion cup and the bread whilst you have got unforgiveness in your heart, resentment or bitterness, or are holding a grudge against another member of the body of Christ with whom you are taking that communion, because you are part of one body, this is corporate now, if you're in unforgiveness towards someone, you're coming to the Lord's table and eating and drinking condemnation or judgment upon yourself and you are therefore opening yourself up to sickness sober words we take communion i think a little lightly these days because we we don't actually recognize what's going on here we don't we think that we can fully justify grudges unforgiveness offense bitterness resentment held for years in like a holding tank that festers and we will justify and defend that position. But actually, beloved, what we're doing is eating and drinking condemnation upon ourselves and the enemy will move in and put sickness upon you and he says, I have every legal right to do this. If you want a proof text for that, would you now turn to the Old Testament would like you to go to Numbers 12, please. Starting at verse 1. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out of the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When both of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. 
When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions, I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leprous like snow. Aaron turned towards her and saw that she had leprosy and he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, do not hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, please heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spat in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days, then she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not move on until she was brought back. This is a salutary lesson for us in what happens when we speak against someone else in the body of Christ. The Lord hears it. He hears it. So if you're sick today, perhaps you should start looking at confessing some sin. I'm not going to suggest to you what it might be, but I am saying to you, ask the Holy Spirit to search you and try you and to see if there be any wicked way in you and make you clean. Many, I fear, have never used 1 John 1, 9 from the day they have been born again till now. And so there is a cue of unconfessed sin. Beloved, be diligent in this for your own health and your own safety and your own welfare and your own walk before God. Because Psalm 66, I think it is, says... 66 6 maybe if i had regarded sin in my heart the lord would not have heard me he will not hear your prayers he won't hear your pleadings he won't see your fastings until and unless that iniquity in your heart is removed my prayer is that you will test and weigh this word. You will look at the scriptures. You will really diligently investigate whether what I am saying has a grain of truth and application for your life. It may be the saving of you. It will certainly bring you into a closer walk and relationship with him. My blessing is upon you, my darlings. My blessing is upon you. Again, this is not an easy message, but it's given in love, concern and care for the body of Christ who is suffering such sickness wherever I look. May God richly bless you. And please get back to me. If you have anything to, to disagree with, I'm happy to hear where I'm wrong. Please, please correct me.
God bless you.